This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am very excited to be joined by somebody who I love on social media. She is a YouTube Bravo queen, which is a frontier that I don't understand at all, but I love it for her. Please welcome Brooke Ashley. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Dylan. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. I'm happy to have you on. I kind of came across you on TikTok. Yes. And I feel like Bravo TikTok is a world that I dip my toes into. But then you really thrive on YouTube. And that is something yes. that for me, I just can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not my journey, but I, I respect the YouTube grind so hard. <laughs> Thank you. No, YouTube is a completely different animal. Okay. Totally. Like, but it's so much fun. Like the comments, the engagement, it just keeps me going. And people just love to hear what I have to say about these ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get a little bit of background on your kind of Bravo experience, if you will. When okay. when did you start watching Housewives or something else on Bravo? And um, do you have kind of like what first show got you into it or like your favorite franchise? So I started watching since the beginning, like... I just stumbled upon the Real Housewives of Orange County randomly when I was like in high school. And I was like, what is this? But I was so intrigued. And I remember watching like Vicky yelling at her kids about something. And then Lori was working for her. And then Joe and Slade. And I was just so wrapped up in that drama. And then from there, it's just been an obsession. And I'm just so happy that on that random day like I just stumbled upon them and yeah I just OC was my introduction to everything do you watch like every housewives I franchise are you're do. a devotee I'm a, yes <laughs> <laughs> do you have like what's your franchise that makes you just like happiest in your soul like what what would the one be happiest in my soul so definitely Atlanta but then Potomac has really stolen my heart and Beverly Hills always just is phenomenal. Um, New York is another one that really just makes me happy because that drama is top tier. I mean, recent seasons with Bethany being gone haven't been so great, but those earlier seasons and then when Bethany came back, it's it, th those are some top tier seasons. Totally. I relate so much to the fact when somebody's like, what's your favorite Housewives franchise? I'm like... Well, obviously, I like New York is great, but lately, like Potomac is amazing. But then Atlanta, like I can't choose one. That, no, no. What would we wouldn't be doing our jobs if we could just pick one it's and true. not not be conflicted? <laughs> so I'm excited to hear that you're such a big Atlanta fan. I'm yes. curious to get some some quick thoughts. But we're going to dive into the Beverly Hills premiere, obviously. 
I want to get some quick thoughts about how you're liking this new season of Atlanta a couple episodes in. I'm loving it. I think that they started off strong with the premiere. Um, It felt like old times again. I like the vibe and the chemistry with all the ladies. It doesn't feel forced. You know how sometimes it'll feel like, okay, we're only doing this because we're getting paid. But it really does feel like actual friendships. And we know that when they do get into their drama and their fights, it's going to feel not contrived. It's going to feel real. So, you know, I think that Marlo is a good addition. I mean, she has been begging for a peach since season four, and she has finally gotten it. So um, I know that she's happy. I think that she's going to give us a good season. Um, the Drew and Ralph storyline is just crazy. Like, I, I feel so, I feel really bad for Drew. Totally. And she needs to get out of there. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I like what you were saying about the the group kind of having a good natural dynamic. And I think we saw this on Beverly Hills a little bit last night, too, that when I like at the beginning of a season, when people are sort of just getting along and yes. they've kind of put last season stuff behind them for the most part yes. because it gives us room to enjoy the group dynamic, but then mm-hmm. also for us to discover new feuds and conflicts mm-hmm. and drama throughout the season. And I think what they're doing really well on Atlanta is it really does feel like we kind of have a clean slate in a way yes. going into this season. And it seemed like such a big a big departure when Portia announced she was leaving. But a couple episodes in, I, I feel like <laughs> I've barely I love and I loved Portia as a housewife. For a long time I said she was one of my top favorites. But this season feels it's working without her. And I mm-hmm. saw she somebody um tweeted about the ratings and was, you know, kind of a meme about when Nini said, like, yes. let's call Portia. <laughs> And Portia responded to that with like, you know, kind of like a cheeky emoji. And I feel like Portia, I'm worried she's going to fall into the category of like housewives who leave, but then can't ever stop talking about the show. Yes. Yes. But I think that that's all of them because I bought, um, I read the book, I read Diamonds and Rosé and there's that resounding answer from all the ex-housewives. And there's this bitterness that when they're fired or even when they quit, like it just seems like they're like really addicted to this show. Like this show really like is their end all be all. And, you know, I mean, very few people like Lisa Vanderpump have walked away from the show and they're fine. They don't care to come back. But the rest of these women really have some issues. And I think that Portia, you know, kind of went out sad. Because I think that you, I think that if this had been anybody else who had, you know, was messing with someone else's husband and now engaged to them, she would have said, oh, you know, they need to come on the show and address this. But now since it's her, now she kind of took the coward's way out. And then she's kind of bitter about her decision of leaving the show and then also making herself look like a fool on her spinoff. So it's just a lot. But I think that, yeah, I think that she's going to be in one of those, the bitter ex-housewife category. Yeah, it's tough. And I think a a lot of the women on these shows, you know, they they have sizable egos and to see to see the franchise moving on without you, even if you made the choice to leave. Yes. Maybe that choice was made thinking like, okay, like they're really going to struggle for a storyline if I'm not there. And it's like, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I wish the best for Portia. I'm curious to see if her spinoff comes back. I don't Did you know. see that spinoff? 
Did you see I, that spinoff? It's not coming back. I watched. I watched part of it. I did not make it all the way through. I am like notoriously bad at keeping up with spinoffs. Like I'll mm-hmm. watch. I always watch the premiere because I feel like that's like required. And then, you know, it's just tough because they're never, even if they're entertaining, they're never like must see TV in the Mm -hmm. way like I would never just stop watching a season of Housewives. But it's like, you know, Portia's, Portia's matter, the power pursuit of, I don't even remember what it was called. (laughs) Portia's family matters. The pursuit of Portia, I don't know. But it's like, yeah, I mean, I like Portia. I think she's fun to watch, but also it's like I don't I don't need the like minute to minute update of what's going no. on with her and her man. <laughs> no, and it was it was craziness and I mean she really she really did herself a disservice because she didn't disprove anything. She's trying to explain the timeline of how her and Simon got together. It still <laughs> makes no sense. Now we see you in Mexico and it's kind of evident that you're still in love with Dennis. We see you lunging for his mother on national TV. Like, it's just there's no coming back from that. There's no coming back from that. Yeah, it's tough. (laughs) Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to ditch those jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. I used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season. That was until I found Quince. Now I've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that I'll be wearing year after year. Now that it's getting warmer, I just stocked up on the Quince Cotton Modal t-shirts. I love a black t-shirt that's the right balance of looking really nice, but feeling really comfortable. It's 50% cotton, 50% modal. It's lightweight. It's breathing. It has a little stretch to it, but it looks so put together. I also just stocked up on more of my favorite Quince socks because let's be honest, I am at the point in my life where I don't need to have any socks in my closet that have holes in them. I'm getting the Quince ones that are going to last me a long time. They're just the perfect staple to have in your wardrobe. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, 
Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which I just love. Upgrade your wardrobe today. Go to quince.com mention for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot mention to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com mention. Let's get into Beverly Hills. I don't yes. want to waste any more time. Let's get. I feel like this season premiere, to me, like Beverly Hills is kind of like the number one girl in the group on Bravo right now. Mm-hmm. And last season was so, you know, it was explosive. All mm-hmm. of the stuff with Sutton and Erica, it just came together in a way that was so satisfying. And so <laughs> this season coming back it really has felt like this is the big thing that everyone is waiting for. And I'm, the premiere, I have to say, I, I really enjoyed it. I had a it great was time. Good. It was very good. And, I, and I'm happy because like the way they're building it, it's going to get even better. Yeah. And I'm happy. And we didn't even meet our new housewife, Diana, I on the know. premiere. There was no Kathy. We didn't see our new friend of Cherie at all. Mm-hmm. So there really is a lot of, you know... V- there's a lot of territory still to explore. I think this season is going to be exciting. Right off the bat, Erica is still, you know, dealing with all of the, still the Erica-ness of it all. <laughs> it is it is kind of fascinating to see how we're still addressing this moving into the next season. But, like, Erica is clearly, like, very angry with Sutton. But it feels like we're kind of not going to talk about it. But then... We are going to talk about it. And the scene with Garcelle and Erica, especially, I thought was very, it just is, the vibe is strange. She's still mad at her. You can tell, like, she's still mad at Garcelle. And she was trying to fake it when they did that workout scene. But you could still, just like the thinly veiled, like, how are you? And, you know, she's just glaring at her. And I, I was so happy how Garcelle was just like, okay. Like when she was trying to tell her right. <laughs> that it wasn't true. She's like, like, okay, girl, like if that's what you have to say to yourself to go to sleep at night, then okay. Right. You can tell Garcelle feels the need to kind of go talk to Erica and sort mm-hmm. of tend this relationship. But she also is like, I'm not, I don't care enough to fight with her, but I also am not going to believe everything that she says. And I think that's an important person to have in the group because like we saw last season, Sutton was willing to ask all the questions, but now Erica doesn't even want to speak to Sutton. So mm-hmm. it's like she's kind of that bridge has been burned, whereas Garcelle is like, I'll do just enough to stay on good terms with her. But also like, I don't know if I actually buy what you're selling me right now. And neither clearly neither does the confessional producer who's I like, Excuse, like, wait, 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 wait can, can we back up? Like, what proof is this? What have you been cleared of? Are, can we find that? And Erica seems weirdly combative with, Very. with the with the crew in that Very. confessional scene. It's like, if you have all of this evidence that you've been cleared, wouldn't you want to be like sending that to the producers so they can put it on the show? Like, it is strange. Like, if all of this exists, why wouldn't Erica be blasting it out there? Mm-hmm. And when she was like, Bravo can go, you know, effing find it themselves. Like, you you know, you guys do it. Like, I don't want to talk about this. I was like, how dare you? Like, that's a pet peeve of mine when some of them get really nasty with production. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're the ones who are going to edit you. Like, 
yeah. how dare you? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, you, I don't understand. Like, when Teresa got nasty to the producer, like, earlier on in the season of this season, and when, like, the whole Louis stuff was coming out, and she got, and I was like, how dare you speak to someone like that? Especially the producers. Like, that was a pet peeve. That's a big pet peeve of mine. Right. And whether or not you feel like the producers, maybe Erica or Teresa feel like the producers aren't, like, on their side or whatever, mm-hmm. but, like, at the end of the day, the producers are doing their job. Exactly. Like they, and those, they might be getting instructions from higher up of how they're supposed to be conducting these interviews or something. So it's like, don't bite the hand that feeds, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be mad at the end of the season that they didn't get the favorable edit. And yep. there was an interview I think Erica did with Bryce Sander from ET where he was talking about people saying that she has like super villain energy. And she's like, I'm not a super villain. It's just who I am. It's like, well, that's not good either. Like, no. if, <laughs> if we see supervillain and you're like, nope, this is just me. It's like, that doesn't make me like you anymore. No. no. <laughs> like, you're really just a horrible person. Like, you're not faking. This is all real and you suck as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on this drama that's between <clears throat> Rinna and Sutton over what Sutton said on Watch What Happens Live, which this happened back in... October and at this point at this point we've rehashed it I think three times since then on Instagram Rinna loves to post her you know Instagram stories with the text about what happened and watching it on the show it was kind of funny to see Rinna explain kind of why she was mad and when she says I consider Sutton a friend and I would never do something like that to her and it's like Really? You wouldn't? I'm like, Rinna, you're talking... Rinna, as evil as you are? I mean, Rinna is the ultimate pot star. She's always instigating. She pretends to have your back, and then she'll leave you out to dry. So for her to say, I would never do that to anybody, it's like, we've been watching you now for about six, seven seasons, and you've been terrible. You've thrown everybody under the bus. The way you did Denise Richards, I will never forgive her for that. Because, I mean, for you to do that to your friend of 20 plus years. Yeah, it's the thing is, I okay. I like Lisa Rinna as a housewife. Like, I think she is great TV. I think she Mm -hmm. understands the assignment more than a lot of people do. But I do think she comes on this show and is a pretty terrible friend to people who she knew outside of the show. And in some cases, in Sutton's case, she brought her onto the show. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's funny because I think at this point, most of the audience, most of us watching the show feel this way about Rinna and recognize this pattern of her kind of hanging her friends out to dry. And so it's (laughs) funny for her to still go in the confessional chair and be like, I would never do this to my friend. And it's like, girl, please. (laughs) Like, I don't even, I'm not even like the biggest Rinna hater, but it's like, don't pretend that you're like the the world's best friend when it comes to this show. Yeah, she's awful. (laughs) She's awful. And I just think about how she did Yolanda, um, Mm. Lisa Vanderpump. And then with Lisa Rinna, it's funny because she never talks about what's happening in her own life. Cause there are a lot of rumors swirling around about, you know, her and her family and her marriage. And if you say one thing about Harry Hamlin, you know, she's throwing glasses. So it's just kind of like, 
Rena, you're not as real as you want to pretend that you are, because if you were, you'd be discussing your own life instead of being an instigator because you really don't have a storyline. Like her storyline is being the instigator. Right. Like the most we're getting from her on a personal front is like, Amelia's moving to New York. Yes. <laughs> and that's all we're going to know. Like, <laughs> she didn't even mention, I thought she was going to bring up um, like the Scott Disick breakup and like mm-hmm. all of that stuff and it's like we didn't really no we're just no, gonna kind of like gloss on over harry's turning 70 he looks good <laughs> that's it you know it is what it is <laughs> i did i i was shocked to hear that harry hamlin is 70 i don't know i was too i don't know why i didn't my brain didn't process that but i was like really no okay <laughs> good for him <laughs> <laughs> he does look good yeah, I also love good. seeing I love seeing Garcelle and Sutton on their little girls trip to Miami. They're single and ready to mingle. I don't yes. I don't know what that like <laughs> Sutton being single and ready to mingle is a funny concept to me. It is. Cuz I'm like is. I don't know how much mingling I Mm-mm. can picture her doing, but we do hear her qualifications when she's talking to Crystal. You know, she wants someone who's, you know, tall and a nice man and i i was dying when she was talking to kyle about how her qualifications for a man might be different than erica's yes because she doesn't need a rich man i was like for like it's messy it's shady but also it's probably true yeah but i don't know i didn't believe sutton in that moment because the way sutton acts i don't believe that she would want a man who didn't have money. Like, even mm. if he doesn't have as much as she does, I just, I didn't buy that she would be okay with someone who's just, you know, making like a regular salary. I was like, Sutton, girl, you kind of reaching because I'm, I'm not believing this. I, That's I, I'm, fair. I'm sorry. I, you know, I was like, no, you want to be gifted some Cartier, some David Yerman, you know, miss me with all this. Well, I don't care if he's rich. And well, that's Erica. And I said, girl, stop. You want a man <laughs> with money, just admit it. Right. Like, I feel like I I believe her that maybe she doesn't need to date like a billionaire, but I also yes. don't think she wants like your average Joe. She doesn't. She doesn't. <laughs> she Her net worth is what, like a hundred million I was seeing. I so, I mean, she owns like a baseball team um, and all this stuff. So, like, miss me with it, Sutton. Stop. Yeah. Please. It's annoying. Sutton is funny. <laughs> like, I, I think she's so fascinating because she just kind of lives in her own world a little bit like w- the baseball team thing was killing me last season and she's like oh yeah no i do um <laughs> but i do like seeing that she and crystal are getting along now because again like i was saying it's nice to see at the beginning of the season people kind of getting along and we see um dorit and garcelle are getting along better than they were last season i'm like okay this gives us fresh you know fresh territory to work with but with Dorit, she really, I've never been a Dorit fan. Let okay. me just throw that out there now. Um, I've always thought that very, just like phony, you know, the phony accent. Uh, she just tries too hard, just in my personal opinion. But with her saying, oh, yeah, you know, me and Garcelle started off as great friends. And then, you know, we had some bumps in the road. And it's like, well, let's be clear on why you had bumps in the road. Like, you had bumps in the road because of your doing. You know, Garcelle didn't say anything bad. She didn't say anything that you hadn't heard before. You can talk too much and you're too long-winded. That's nothing, that's not the worst thing that she said. And then for her to say that Garcelle was a bully, 
After that, I mean, I when I tell you, I was just too done with Garcelle, with, with Dorit, because I said, how dare you call Garcelle a bully? Garcelle hasn't ever raised her voice at you. She's never right. really cursed at you. Like, how dare you say that? Yeah, so, it felt like y- you know. it felt like Garcelle kind of called Dorit on her bullshit a little bit. Yeah, she and did. Dorit, Dorit really couldn't handle that. She couldn't. Or, or she didn't, she wasn't in the mood to hear it from Garcelle. Mm-hmm. And she kind of played the victim a little bit that it's like, oh, like she Dar- did, you know, I, but I'm, I'm glad that it seems like Dorit has kind of like dropped that with Garcelle. Cause it, oh, it always felt like something where it's like, this isn't, this isn't like as strong of a case as you think it is. Like it's not most it's of not. us watching the show from what I, from what I see and hear, most people are pretty much team Garcelle. Like they are. Garcelle is Garcelle is a fan favorite at this point. So it's like to act like Garcelle calling you out for something totally fair is like this bullying <laughs> thing. It's like I know you don't really think that and also I know most of us watching the show don't think that. So like you should probably just drop it. And I'm glad yeah, that no, they yeah. I'm glad that they're in a better place, you know. Garcelle's FaceTiming in while Jagger and Phoenix are doing their karate in the yard. <laughs> I do love those kids. They're so cute. They are cute. And I was like, wow, they've grown up so much. I remember when they were just babies. And now they're like, what, seven and five or seven and six? I think so. Yeah. I was like, wow. I know. They're really cute. Wow, they're growing up so fast. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. But then, of course, the climactic moment of the episode is Dorit's robbery. We see the security camera footage. Mm It, she's doing she does her like voiceover of what happened it's very emotional i personally was like on the edge of my seat watching this it like sent a little chill down my spine i i mean this situation like i mean it's just like a, a scary situation especially that pk was out of the country I um i was it, the fact that 
I mean, talk about a professional. The fact that they were all filming the next day and Dorit is like showing up and telling the story and Kyle's like, Kyle's like, well, Mauricio wasn't here earlier. So like you tell him and it's like you tell the cameras is what you mean. (laughs) Well, I have to say seeing that was that was very jarring because, you know, you have the footage of them, you know, busting the window open. And um, I can only imagine what she felt. And seeing her just like sobbing every other minute, like you can tell us she's still shaken up by it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the fact that PK wasn't there. And then when she was saying how the kids always sleep with her in the bed when PK is away. And then that night, for some reason, she just put them in their own beds because she was so tired. And it's like, thank God. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. I'm curious. It almost makes me wonder. The fact that this happened on the premiere, obviously, it was like a big moment. It makes me wonder how much they had filmed before. And then, like, if they kind of were like, okay, like, scrap those two weeks of nothing happening. This Mm -hmm. is going to be the premiere. But, yeah, I mean, the way it worked out, it it was really so intense. I loved seeing the women kind of come together around her. Teddy was there. They didn't show her on the yeah, episode. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't. Thank God. <laughs> I know. I I mean, obviously, they didn't film when the women went over to Dorit's house in the morning. But, like, they showed, like, Rinna and Kyle and Erica showing up. And I was like, it just it made me laugh that there's, like, paparazzi photos of Teddy there. But they didn't <laughs> include nope. that. They said, let's, let's X that out. <laughs> I know. I, I mean, we don't need Teddy on the show ever again. And I'm glad they're not. They're not giving her a crumb of screen time. No, she brought nothing. She brought yeah. absolutely nothing. Well, and I, yeah, and I totally respect that I think those women are genuinely friends with her, but it's like we only have so many slots in the cast. It's so <laughs> true. And, and, and Beverly Hills is a big cast already. Mm-hmm. It's already like eight, nine girls on the screen. <laughs> the fact that we have eight housewives plus two friends this season. Yeah. It really is a lot to keep track of. And this episode definitely sort of got, you know, overtaken by the Dorit robbery thing as Mm -hmm. it should. I think that was like a really compelling way to start the season. But I am curious to see with such a large group, if we're going to sort of notice that this season, like if it's going to feel like there are kind of too many different like little plot lines going on. And especially when they introduce Diana, like I imagine being a new housewife on a season with so many people, it's yeah. probably hard to kind of like get in there and really make your mark. And I'm curious to see kind of how she goes about that. It seems like she's going to have some drama with Sutton. Mm-hmm. It seems like they're going to be going at it. Her her moment in the trailer, I have to say, she really got, she, she got her moment in the trailer when she's like, you need a new villain? Here yes. I am. I'm like, <laughs> go off. <laughs> Because we so rare, it's so rare to see women on Housewives who actually understand that they're the villain and then mm-hmm. embrace that. And so that is like a very exciting proposition to me. Because I'm like, okay, if this woman is coming in here and she has that mindset, that's a total wild card. She could do anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think she is. And I think that, um, and I think she's the wealthiest on this cast, too. Because her Ooh. net worth is $300 Because she was, I was Googling her and I saw that yeah. you know, she was married to this banker and the divorce settlement. She just got a ton of money. She sold her house for $85 million. So she is, 
She is There's, perfect. Th- if you you can go down a real rabbit hole googling Sonella Diana Jenkins. Yeah. It's like th- there's a lot of there's like a whole like Hollywood madam thing out there that yes. was a story about her. And she actually um, I noticed she like did a post about that the other day, co- trying to like dispel some of the rumors. I think she knows mm-hmm. that people are going to be talking about it now yes. that the season is starting. And I'm really intrigued to see if any of that gets addressed on the show, because obviously we didn't see her on this premiere. And I'm like, OK, how are we? How are how is she going to introduce herself to us on the show? Because that's always it's always funny to see how someone presents themselves on social media versus like what the storyline is. And so it's like, okay, like who's whose friend is she? Like, where did they allegedly meet? How long have they been (laughs) friends? Like, it is funny. I was I had um, Sonia from Atlanta on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And she's like, you know, like, She's like, I was like kind of friends with Drew. And then I like met some of the other ladies like once or twice. It's like, okay, I like that you're not like pretending that you've known mm-hmm. the, these girls mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little much. And I know that, well, we know because Drew has been talking in the press that her and Sonya are no longer friends. Mm-hmm. They have fallen out. And then I'm, Crystal and Garcelle are beefing. Yeah. This, I think we're going to have... This season of Beverly Hills, I think there's going to be a lot of interesting, changing dynamics. Yes. Um, You know, Sutton and Garcelle seem to still be really close, but I don't even, I guess this was after they finished filming, but all of the stuff that happened with Garcelle's book coming out and when Erica threw it in the trash and then some of the other women kind of chimed in with their thoughts on that. I'm like, I feel like this group, obviously there's like Erica versus Sutton and some you know, those dynamics I don't think are going to change, but I, there's with so many women in the cast, it's like, I have no idea who's like truly getting along at this point. I feel like Rinna doesn't really hang out with any of them that much outside really? the show. Well, cause uh, I thought her and Kyle are super close and Erica and Rinna are on the outs right now. Right. Or no. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. I feel like also with Erica, it's like, she's saying she was cleared of all of this stuff, but then there still are, so many things happening like we'll get those random court updates and it seems kind of meaningless but like she's not out of the woods at all i don't think Mm -mm. so i I feel like as long as that stuff is still happening there's still going to be sort of tension in the group surrounding that because even if you're like being a friend to erica at the end of the day none of these women want to get wrapped up in no in any kind of legal matter no i mean who would and this that's this is not like a little you know small claims court this is you know you could face a lot of jail time like this isn't you know this isn't court tv this is a big deal yeah at stagecoach a couple of weeks ago kyle was there with dorit and sutton which seems like a random trio they were hanging out with with maren morris at stagecoach and so i'm like wow that's an interesting i know group i don't know who all got the invite but yeah (laughs) <laughs> no, that's very weird. I wouldn't expect the three of them to be hanging out. Right. I feel like Dorit and Sutton, especially, I'm like, I don't really I never picture them, them like hanging no. out. <laughs> no. I don't know. No. Well, we've got we've got probably like five months to f- to find out how we got here on this season. I, and I'm very excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. Cannot um, wait. Brooke, I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Tell everyone where they can watch you and find you and all that stuff. 
Sure. Well, thank you again for having me, Dylan. But you can find me on YouTube at the Brooke Ashley. Instagram, the same name. It's the underscore Brooke underscore Ashley. And I'm on Twitter as well, running my mouth. And it's the Brooke <laughs> Ash. And I'm also on TikTok. Let me know. I'm a I'm trying to be a rising TikTok star, okay? And it is the Brooke <laughs> Ashley one. So you can find me on there. And I just have a great time running my mouth about these housewives because it's always something. <laughs> well, there's p- plenty to run our mouths about these days. Um, yes. So make sure to go check out everything Brooke has going on. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow this show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.